Okay, good morning, everyone. All right, here we are in Norwood, New York. Uh, welcome, everybody, watching or listening online. We are Norwood Free Methodist Church, and um, yeah, here we are. Um, I've got a message today. Uh, I mean, I, re I really like this message. Um, I personally feel as though one of the things that God tapped me to do is um, teach complex things in a simple way, number one, because that's just how my brain works. And number two, <clears throat> there's a lot of folks in this world who they, they take option two, which is, Lord, uh, I choose to believe, Lord Jesus, you are who you say you are, and you'll do everything you said you'll do in my life. That's faith. It's not even more complicated with that than that. It's a choice. But then we start realizing, wait, um, we don't have to live the way we used to. We don't have to just do what dad always did, mom always did, what our culture does, because it's not working in a lot of cases. And what I love is the Bible isn't just full of instruction. Religion will teach you, they'll just focus on the instruction, okay? Can I tell you something? A huge majority of it, or a huge percentage, is wisdom as well. Even when you look at King David, Bruce, you can say, okay, that over there is not a good idea. That didn't work out well for him. And that did over here. And so, yes, instruction is wonderful. And we do expository stuff. We, we go to Weird Town. We talk about it. But you know what I really enjoy when he does here in this place? Andy laughed. What I enjoy is I enjoy the whole, I don't want to do what dad used to do, but what do I do now? And so today is full of a lot of wisdom. Let's hit our first slide. It comes out of this. The Apostle Paul says this. He teaches us of a cycle. When I was a child, I spoke like a child, I thought like a child, I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, comma, I put aside childish things. Now, number one, this speaks of process, okay, that we all need to grow up in the faith. We, we need to grow up in, you're not going to naturally just, bang, I'm just like Jesus. It doesn't happen. Because the Apostle Paul says, or I kind of want to say it's Paul, but in, in the epistles it says that he'll continue to change us until the days of Christ Jesus. He's faithful. In other words, guys, you're always going to be in process, okay? And some of us listening online or here have been beat up by other people in process. Can I, can I give you some news? That's going to happen, dude. My son, who's now five, is going to make mistakes. And guess what? He's probably going to hurt his little sister along the way. <gasps> but I'm not going to go around him anymore because he's in process. Okay, he wasn't patient with her, right? He, he, got, he was legalistic, whatever it may be. In other words, if you've been hurt in church, join the club, okay? Because church is sinners in recovery, not perfect people, right? right. Oh, oh, hi, guys. Oh, we're, we're here. thought maybe you were staring at the new walls or something. Because a lot of people in here are still nursing wounds, and, I, and I, I love you, brother. You can see them on my arms, too, okay? I've been beat up, but let me tell you what set me free. When Pastor so-and-so or Brother or Sister so-and-so hurt me, I realized they're in process, too. God, can you heal me? I'm not going to turn away from you because of this. That's crazy. Your kids are growing up. I get it. But this is also a call to action. that We've got to cooperate with the Holy Spirit in this. So let me talk about a few things about children that I've noticed as a dad of a 5-year-old and a 3-year-old. She just turned 3, too. When I can't man up away childish things. We're going to hang on in this. I reasoned like a child. Go back and listen to 2016. I did spoke like a child. Then the next week I did thought like a child. But we're going to hang on and reason like a child. And I'm going to say this. Number one, the thing that I think God wants to talk to us about today. One childish way of reasoning that we need to put away is this. Children look at it this way. Where we are now is our focus and we cannot see beyond it. That's a child. Right? We there yet? We there yet? No, we're not there yet. We just left the driveway. 
I know your kid brain doesn't do time, but we're going to Syracuse, which is two and a half hours away. No, we're not there yet. We're still on our road. No, we want to be in the truck. I'm like, well, bro, don't you understand that a little sacrifice now? No, you lost me. What? <laughs> right? They say the Oreo cookie test with kids. You, you put an Oreo cookie down and say, you can have a cookie now. Or if you wait a minute or two, you can have two cookies. And the kid's like, boom, what? I have no perspective of <laughs> seasons, right? So here's what I want to say, though. And I was really milling this over yesterday. Uh, after we got done here, I went home and was burning some brush, with, you know, or whatever. And... Um, I was really thinking about this, and of all the, all the people and all the struggles you're in right now, or, or have been in, matter of fact, let's leave your struggles for today, let's leave them down. <clears throat> I want you to look back at the last struggle you just went through, and I want you to realize this. <clears throat> One of the greatest things we have as an, as an adult, adults in Christ is perspective. To understand, Bri, that everything is ordained in seasons. Ecclesiastes says... And get some wisdom here. So it says, there's a time for everything and a season for every activity under heaven. Now, it makes a good song in the 60s by the birds, right? To everything ten. People are like, those are beautiful lyrics. It's the Bible, people. Of course, it's beautiful. But listen, guys. I mean, some of the prayers we say, some of the prayer, you know, pr prayer requests. Some of y'all, we watched people go through hard seasons, but now it's in the rearview mirror, right? And doggone it, wouldn't you want to go back to dumb old past you and go, it's just a season, You'll be okay. Can I get any amens back there? Amen. I look at I look at Brenda Stone. A couple couple years ago, a couple years ago now, wasn't it? Where all of a sudden she got the report that there's going to be a heart season called breast cancer. But it's just a season. But it's just a season. Childish thinking is, oh my gosh, it's overcoming me. Jesus, there's storms coming. Don't you care that we're drowning? Right. But but listen, an adult perspective says. No matter what, I'm in the palm of your hand, and this too shall pass. And if it passes and I get to go be with you face to face, Lord Jesus, says Brenda, then so be it, this season will pass. Now let me lighten up for a minute. Here was me, I'm, wow, I'm getting old. Every time I give this message, it's like more and more years. Here's me at 23 years old, I'm, that was 15 years ago, wow. Okay, here's me at 23 years old, actually a little older, walking around England, I was living in a place called Hayward's Heath, and I was trying to, to play in London and stuff like that. I was a singer-songwriter for 10 years, mostly over in England. And things were going well, but not fast enough for me. And this is all I wanted. You know, I want to be a musician and all that garbage. So here's me, ready? And I remember this very vividly. One evening, walking through the streets of uh, Hayward's Heath, you don't care, England. And I'm looking up at the moon and the stars, and I'm realizing that, oh, y'all, everybody else I love is looking at it from way over there. And I'm like, wow, I'm on another continent. And I'm making a living doing what I love. I'm playing gigs three, four nights a week. I've got enough. I'm not, you know, I'm not making it. And things are going well, right? No, that's not what I said. What I actually said was, God, when are you going <laughs> to help me get the record deal? When we, what do I, I want a wife in the future. I, I want kids. God, when, God, when, God, when, God, when? And so the season I was in, I totally didn't appreciate and I totally wasted it. Anybody ever been there? There's a country song said, it won't be like this for long. Remember that one? Was it Trace Adkins? She's staring out the window and she says, when I, when I can't finally can't wait to be 18. And he says, oh, you're going to miss this. Right? You're going to want this back or something like that. And then another one's country songs are good like that. I think God likes country music. <laughs> well, they sure do talk more about him than any other genre does. But um, yeah, you're going to miss this, Straight Satkins. That's the song I was thinking of. And doggone it, I did. I never made it back there. Do you know that? And I squandered that season because I was acting like a kid. God, when are we going to get there? How come I'm not there now? And God could have very easily said, and he is through his word and through this guy today saying, 
Take every ounce of joy you can get out of every season you're in, because they always move. He has ordained every season. Every life is in, in season. Go ahead. Next one, please. And not only that, let's do this. He's made everything beautiful in its time. The rest of it's awesome. We can't fathom what God has done. You can't, so don't try. You have to take it on faith. Get it choice. In other words, even these hard seasons, you guys can look back and realize there was beauty even in the tears. There was beauty at that funeral. There was beauty at those losses. There was. I, I didn't make it up because he said it. Everything is beautiful in its time. And I, with enough perspective as an adult, when I reason as, a, as an adult, when I put away childish things, we can realize this, can't we? So you know what we're free to do after my, my first point here is, you know what we're free to do? We're free to enjoy it. Because that's what happens when we don't do this like a child. We fuss and wail and cry and squander the time we have here. I always say it this way. I'm not sure who the first person was to say it, but we have such limited time here to play in the sand. And we feel the sun and the breeze and the ocean and we, and we, we build out of the sand. We build whatever we build and it gets washed away inevitably. Everything you build in this life will wash away the material stuff. You know that. I don't care whose name's on what hotel or whatever. It'll, it'll go. It'll go. It will. Nothing lasts forever this side of eternity. These are, this is our time to play in the sand. Now, I want to I read you a story, somebody who sums this up better than I ever could. And this will speak to a lot of the parents in life. And listen, if you're, if you're a grandparent, throw yourself in there too, whatever. If you're looking forward to children, this just get the idea here. Ready? This was from a blogger named Lauren Turner. She said this, we'd spent a few hours at the beach during our spring break trip to San Diego. When the weather turned, we decided to pack it up and head out. I juggled the sandy beach toys and wet towels in my arms and attempted to convince my two and a half year old that it was a good idea to leave this endless playground that is the beach while my husband followed behind with the folding chairs and our crying four month old. As we trudged through the sand, I noticed an older man look at us and I heard him comment sweetly to his wife. He said, those were the days, weren't they? I stopped, not physically because she says that would have sent toys flying, but inwardly. And when we got back to the car, my voice cracked as I told my husband, you know, what I'd heard. These are the days. We're in them. We're living them right now, she says. In the weeks since, I've made a conscious effort to replay those words in, this, in that scene at the beach in my mind. We're sticky with sunscreen, hair tangled from the wind, hands full of stuff, dragging babies through the sand. But instead of seeing chaos, that man saw us as a beautiful memory of his own family. We were the highlight reel. The potty training accidents, the endless snack requests, the subsequent spills, the fighting, the, all that stuff, they might not be highlights of each day, but somewhere along with that first baby smile, the hilarious comments that only a toddler is capable of making, the out-of-nowhere hugs that make you want to freeze time, all those things, they combine together to make one amazing lifetime of experiences. And the challenge is that remembering, you know, the challenge is remembering that the next time your, your toddler throws a plastic fire truck at your, you know, at your head or something, <laughs> And, uh, and you realize there's no food in the house for dinner and, and you know, you're sick of all that stuff, but you got to realize, man, these are the days. It's a great illustration. Put yourself there, put yourself there. Like, Oh, you stop parenting and the kids leave, but then they give you a grandchild and it's, Oh man, these are the days. What's he going to call me? Oh, Papa, Opa, whatever it is. And you get this other beautiful season. Now in the rear view, you thought, Oh, Christmases aren't as fun anymore. Whoa, <laughs> grandkids. You get it? Yep. Cuthbert's in the back. They're rocking it. They understand. Okay? It's not about kids and families. I'm just saying everything is a season, guys. But kids won't get it. We got to come out of childish thinking. And I'm not downplaying your struggles. I'm not. Because I'm the one in the office crying with you. I give you my word. 
But boy, there's power in understanding that everything is a season, guys. Everything is a season. A child only see nows, sees now. You know, when am I going to go there? When am I going to get this? I'm unhappy now waiting for that. But an adult in Christ sees the world through the lens of the eternal. Number two, moving on. Number two, when it comes to reasoning as a child, a child will think this. This is going to get harsh, by the way. I get harder as I go. This is going to be challenging. <laughs> You've been warned. All right. So other people's opinions, dear child, are not less valuable than yours or wrong because they're not your own. That's a kid. For example, if I were to go, Alex, get up here. Come here. Who's your favorite transformer? Who's the best transformer? Optimus Prime. And if you said like, no, Bumblebee is, he'd be like, shut up. You're wrong. <laughs> Don't say that. We're in public. Sorry, Daddy. <laughs> but he's she's so wrong. Why? No. Sorry. Why? I got stuck in the uh, the <laughs> image there. If you argue with my son about what color's the best, oh, Izzy would tell you pink until Izzy would shoot at you if you said pink was not the best color, right, Bri? Um, th to kids, other people's opinions aren't as valuable because they're other people's. We've got to put away that childish thinking. Now that's fun. That's cute when it comes to Optimus Prime or. The Avengers, which Avengers the best, all that sort of stuff. But then it turns into this. My sports team is better than your sports team and best. This quarterback's the greatest of all time. This candidate is evil and awful. I never vote for them, and you're wrong. Oh, I told you, didn't I? Did you see me shift? Did you see it? It went from funny to, oof, my tummy. Other people's opinions aren't wrong just because they're other people's opinions. That's childish thinking. It truly is, guys. How many times have I seen this on my Facebook where someone would say something like, if you're going to vote for so-and-so, unfriend me. I've seen that a lot, and guess what I do? Click. You're welcome. Not, I didn't even vote for that dude. But if you're willing to, if my value to you is based on my opinions I have of external things, then you're a child. And I probably don't need you at my table speaking into my life. Can we get that? Now, there's, you see what I'm trying to say? that This is absolutely crazy. It's challenging. I get that. There's a lot of hot-button issues in this world. But for a child is the one who's thinking, I am the ambassador. I am the owner of truth because of the lens I see myself through. An adult who lives in the light of God, the eternal one, realizes we cannot ever have all the answers or see through the full perspective of things. We cannot. You know what I loved a couple weeks ago? I didn't love this. A couple weeks ago, we had um, a bit of an ice storm, and so we had uh, we had church service, virtual church service. There we go. These people can't see the scriptures. Um, we had virtual church service, and what's one of the songs I put up? How great is our God? But I put it up there where all of a sudden all these different languages took over and started singing and worshiping. Of course, I enjoyed the African ones that were coming through with like Lion King worship. That was awesome. <laughs> but you know what it gives you perspective of? Oh wow, I certainly see through. Caucasian, middle-class, Western worlder. Not good, bad, or indifferent, guys. It's just a lens. Get it? Don't ever forget you've got the lens. Don't ever forget that. Because what do I always say? Mumbuku over on, on the mountains of Africa, he's going to see things differently. So maybe I don't hold the lock on truth. Maybe I don't know it all. That's a child. A child says, my opinion, I'm right, I'm right. Because why? Because I'm me. Wow, you have, you know, <laughs> a lot of people will allow, okay, my dislike for your opinion, if that ever gets stronger than my love for you, I'm wrong. One, two, three, four, nobody said amen, so I'm counting this. So I'm going to say it again. 
If my dislike for your opinion becomes stronger than my love for you, I'm a child and I need to grow up in Christ Jesus. Thank you. Who said, if you have not love, you have not God. Guys, and listen, this is nice, nice and easy to say, but some of y'all's opinions are ridiculous. And so this is really hard to walk out. And like I said, in a constant, in a world where everybody has a pulpit on their Facebook and they just, a lot of people don't realize they cannot post stuff. You can just not, which is easier than posting, in fact. You know what I mean? Just don't. Just don't move your fingers. It's easy. Don't do that. A lot of people don't realize that. So me preaching this is great until I get home and scroll through that thing. And people put up hateful stuff, ignorant stuff, dangerous stuff, anti, anti-Jesus stuff. You know, and I'm like, what did I talk about? I said, oh, yeah, I'm supposed to love them more than I hate their opinion. Lord, I need you. Oh, I need you. Right? All right, my next point is this. There's no clock there. There we go. Okay, um, I knew what happened, Brian. Do you see that? <laughs> okay, number three point of putting away childish things and, and not reasoning as a child is this. So number one, our life is in seasons. Number two, you see through your lens. Other people's opinions are as important as your own. And number three is this. If you believe even for a little bit, if we allow ourselves to believe like a child that we are the focus or more important than anyone around us, that's a child. Let's look at Philippians to set us straight. Do nothing out of rivalry or conceit, but in hum- humility, consider others as more important than yourselves. Everyone should look out not only for his own interests, but also for the interests of others. You ready for this? That would heal the world if we did that. What have I told you before? The earth yields what? Enough for someone to have a, was it a 6,000 calorie diet a day? Every person on the planet? And yet children die every day of starvation. Why? Because some people want to take that, that food and they want to make money off it and exploit other people. Or the governments that we send supplies to to help their people, keep them, sell them off so they can become more powerful. If we did this, you'd see Eden come back. Come on, do you get what I'm trying to say? For example, do you know I studied in Chicago? I studied some, uh, some community stuff. It was really interesting because we're, uh, they were focusing... Sh- Chicago's in a, in a rough way. Just know that, okay? Certain parts of Chicago look like a bombed-out place of uh, Saudi or Afri- you know, Afghanistan. or whatever. It's terrible. So they try all these programs, programs, programs for the community, for communities. And you know what they realize? Programs don't work. They can have shelters set up. They can have community, blah, blah, blah. But you know what does work? Certain pockets start to neighbor one another. And that always works. Here's what I mean. Let's say you have Project 13B. Well, if ever this has happened where you get almost like a a micro micro ecosystem almost where it's like the third floor apartment, they understand that, you know, that guy went to jail. So he's got two little kids that aren't being parented. So this guy over here realizes it and says, whenever I go to the park, I'm going to take those kids with me. Oh, and over here, she just lost her husband. I don't think she's eating right. Mark, can you run some food over when you get off your shift at six? I'll do it in the morning. As neighbors, these places can thrive if they do this. Programs don't work. Welfare won't work. I'm saying neighboring and taking care of one another always works. Some of y'all are old enough and seasoned enough and wise enough to remember this saying, it takes a village. Here's the crap of it all. We destroyed the villages. We built fences and walls, didn't we? We divided down party lines. Don't act like we haven't in the last eight years. And so villages don't exist anymore. Oh, let me, let, me, let me keep going on this for a second. Somebody said something 
and I said to Bruce the other day, sometimes when you can hear something and it kind of burns and you can't put it down, it kind of bugs you, you realize there's something there. So that four-year-old that was swept away by the riptide at North Carolina, it brought up something interesting, though. I know that's terrible. My, my thoughts exactly, Donna, um, especially as someone who has a five-year-old and a three-year-old. Like, they're never going near the ocean. There's, that settles that. <laughs> anyway, you think I'm joking. Um, but here's the thing. Remember baby Jessica who fell down the well? Remember how the nation reacted? <gasps> Prayers for her. And what can we do? What can we do? We all would have done anything, right? Flash forward 20 years. Where was that kid's parents when he got swept away by the riptide? Where's that kid's parents? This tragedy happened? Why? Notice our, 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 our hearts have changed toward one another. Have you noticed that? Come on, do you get what I'm saying? And I did the same thing. I'm, you know, I'll confess it to you. Where was their parents? Whereas back then it was just, there's a need, there's a person who needs. I'm not going to judge first. Now it's like, whoa, let me judge first. This is what we've done. This is our, this is our society now, which makes this so much harder. But we're not everybody else, are we? We're the bearers of the light. We're the ones who have Holy Spirit inside of us, who he's not asking. Let's read this again, Bill. Do nothing out of rivalry or conceit, but in humility, consider others as more important than yourselves. Hmm, doesn't seem like he's asking, does it? Is he begging? Is he saying when you have time? Is he saying only on the things where you don't have a strong opinion? No, he's laying this down, and this is the same voice from the burning bush. Don't you understand that? That orchestrated the writing of Philippians? This is hard, man. I understand this. I understand that this is hard. Especially in, like I say, a decaying society. Now, I'm not talking smack. I love this nation, obviously. But that, that nailed me right to the wall. AJ, you used to just want to help, but now you judge first. Lord, help my heart. Help my heart. It's getting calloused. And part of it's because all I hear is negative stuff every single day. And I buy into it, and I don't know why. <sighs> okay. Getting back to my point. Believing that we are the fo focus or more important than people around us is a child, and we need to put that away. Now, I want to make this simple. I want to confess to you. As a dad, as you know, I stay at home with my kids, five and three, and my wife goes to work and comes home. But I want to tell you something, this. There's this thing inside of me that I call the what about me that I still struggle with, dude. I want to be the dad who's on the floor playing with the kids throughout the day and not just sitting on the bed playing on my phone. I don't want to be that dad. I don't. Or on my Facebook or whatever. I want to be the one who is engaged. Parenting is done on your knees. Number one, in prayer. That was good. I just made that up. And number two, face to face with your kids. But can I tell you something? I'll be sitting there and I'm reading the fourth book, which I don't really enjoy all those kids books, by the way. They're not that well written at times. <laughs> I'll, I'll give you a hint. I pretend I'm reading and making up my own story. But Alex can read now. So he's like, that's not what it says, daddy. I'm like, cut your mouth. <laughs> daddy will make a better story. I want to be the parent who's on, you know, my knees. I want to be the, the, the husband who, who crosses the room and hugs and kisses my wife. I want to do that. But there's this voice in my head that says, what, head that says, what about me? I look at the clock and I realize, you know, I've been monkeying with the kids. And I just want to, I just want to veg out a little bit, man. What about me? My, my time. I want to. And so then we're just coming off this vacation. Okay, I'm just going to give you full... I'm going to give full disclosure. My wife just had her spring break, and so we've been a full family for a week. But guess what happens? Hey, you, you want to go to Syracuse to visit my parents? I don't like to travel. They're good people. I don't like to travel. I love my house. I love my porch. I love my yard. I love my truck. I love my motorcycle. And of course, wasn't it like God's gift on Monday for weather? 
Hey, don't you want to ride the bike for the first time in eight months? <laughs> no, r- drive to Syracuse instead. Uh, and keep a good attitude. What? <laughs> Nobody said that. There's this what about me? And I swear to you, I had a bad attitude all the way. Sunday, right after church. We went after church and I work here. <laughs> and I'm driving them. Keep a good attitude, keep a good attitude, keep a good attitude. And I'm just seeing bikers go by and they're all just waving to me. <laughs> hey, dude, doing the biker wave. That could be you <laughs> on your motorcycle. And there's this voice inside of me that says, what about me, what about me, what about me? And God's saying, you have to put the, uh, you have, it's childish thinking. You gotta, gotta realize other people are more important to you. That's the, that's what's called serve, right? I mean, you don't need to look any farther than what Jesus did physically. He got down and he washed their feet, man. A dirty, nasty job with people who did not deserve it. And he never once said, okay, now my turn. My turn, wash my feet. And that's hard. And and this, God, I'll be honest with you, this is where the rubber meets the road. And you're not going to like what I'm about to say, a lot of you legalistic people, and that's fine. The words you choose to say, in other words, you know, maybe some bad language, maybe the movies you watch, maybe the music you listen to, maybe the, remember say, I don't hang out with girls who drink, smoke, or chew, you know, or whatever. I'm pretty sure that this is the main focus in how you tell someone's actually following Christ. Maybe not the external stuff so much. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? This proves to me whether I want to follow Christ Jesus and stay in there or not. Not the fact that I'm whatever external ruly thing. Because this is actually dominion in my heart. This is the real battle. Do I need to quote the Apostle Paul who says, yo, I still, the things I want to do, I don't do. And the things, right? But here's the thing. I'm not going to give in to the childish thinking that I'm more important. I'm going to continuously die to myself as best I can for the people around me. Because that's putting away childish thinking. Did you get what I was saying about that, by the way? I want to circle back. What I'm trying to say is external things. Like I say, for, for example, I don't go to R-rated movies, but I'm a terrible person to be around. Which one do you think is more Jesus and which one's church and religion? Do you see what I'm trying to say? Look how, look how good I am. I don't do this, this, or this, this or that. But no, I am obviously the most important person to me in my life. Which one's real? Which one's real following Christ? That's what I'm trying to get at. Again, religion is not allowed to hang out in this place, man. It certainly wasn't allowed around Jesus. So let's shut it down uh, real quick. Uh, I got a bonus thought. You want a bonus thought before we go? Val said yes. Blame it on her. <laughs> okay. Here's a childish thought that if people get this, this is week number one. This is session number one in the office. So let me save you a session, especially in your marriages or your family relationships. Ready? This is for every relationship. Your family, your spouse, your friend, your coworker, whatever, they're not the enemy. The issue you're facing between you is the enemy. Pretty good, right? In other words, a child will think that. A child will look at, if you do or say something they don't like, they'll stop liking you, right? Oh, you know what Izzy does? <laughs> she literally will say, I don't know me like you if I'm saying like, you know, come on, get up here and eat your dinner. Know me like you, right? Or she, now she goes, you're nasty. <laughs> I'm like, how, in what way do you mean that? <laughs> like in the, in the classic sense, like a mean? Okay, okay. She's like, you're nasty to me. And so here's the thing. Childish thinking is this, husband, wife, we've got this thing that we're fighting about. You're the enemy. You're the enemy. Instead of realizing, no, we're a team and the issue's the enemy. Good? Are we getting it? Let me keep pushing this. 
Even things inside of us are the issue, not the person who has the issue. So here's AJ, here's wife. Even if it's AJ's anger inside of me, I'm not the enemy. The anger issue inside of me is the enemy that we have to conquer as a team. That, do you get it? Do you get it? Get it? Get it? Whatever the issue may be, finances, you're not the enemy. I don't even care if you've got a spender and a saver. The spender's not the enemy. It's the finances. How do we do this in a way that, number one, glorifies God, and number two, lines up with where we want to be? That's the enemy, not the issue. And so many times we sit there in the office, and, and there's person A and person B, and I got to say, look at that person. Look at that person. They're not your enemy, man. You've been fighting him. You've been fighting her. And that's totally a strategy of the devil and childish thinking. Meanwhile, communication's the problem in your marriage. Not him. Well, he doesn't communicate. He's not. No, he may need help in that area, but he's not the enemy. Communication is the problem that you two have to fix together as a team. Because a kingdom, a marriage, uh, even a, a, any sort of relationship divided against itself cannot stand. So don't you understand that this is what the enemy does? Can anybody confess that we've done that though before? Looked at that person across the table and been like, you're wrong, you're bad. Yeah, that's what happens. And God will come in and go, whoa, that's not thinking I put in you. That's not thinking I put I don't care if it's a mother-daughter relationship. I don't care if it's playground friends. A person is never the enemy. The issues we're facing are the enemy. And there's been a huge attack on marriage lately, man. Because back then, listen, back in the day, some of y'all can remember this. Marriage especially. Back in the day, in our society, when you got married, it was, that was it. It was covenant. It's literally till death do us part. And sickness and health, what does that mean? When you can provide for me and when you can't. Think about that too. Anybody been through a long-term sickness with someone? I watched my mom care for my father who was going through cancer. And let me give you a newsflash, people, wherever you may be watching. Dad couldn't do anything for mom anymore. There was no more providing for her needs at all. It was literally just a, a one-way relationship for their season. But that's what you signed up for in covenant. Get this idea of contract out of your mind right now. If you do this, I'll do that. You wonder why we're at a 50% divorce rate. Oh, I'm on a soapbox. I might as well beat it. <laughs> I might as well beat this horse. That's the truth, though. Covenant is this. No matter what you do, out of my integrity and the strength God give me, gives me, I will be this person. Even if you throw a grenade into our lives, this is who I am because it's who I am and who I've decided to be. And in that, because there's no back exit... I never get this thought that you're the enemy. You're not my enemy. You're the other half of me. Remember people used to say my better half? You don't hear that much anymore, do you? You don't, do you? You don't hear it. Because actually people don't look at each other as half and half. They don't. They don't, you know what I'm saying? They don't look at it as, as we are this one thing. We are, we are bound together. We are welded. We are made one flesh. And if you're one flesh, you're never the enemy of you. You ever notice that? You ever, have you ever called yourself the enemy? You've never looked in the mirror and gone, I'm the problem. <laughs> you should at times notice that well it's the same with marriage you can't look at the other person and go you're the problem no the problem's the problem that's good counseling I don't care what you do that, that dog that dog bites you know what I'm saying <laughs> that was thought number four for uh, putting away childish thing okay um, the last thing I want to do, because this is not self-help, Dr. Frail, even though I come up with some sayings that he would say, like about dogs biting and whatnot, the last childish thinking that I want to throw down, because we serve the Lord Jesus Christ, is this. The thought that your opinion can change reality or have a say in how this whole thing works is childish. When my son was little, he used to call daytime happy time and nighttime nighttime. 
nighttime, happy time. And one day, as I was writing this message, he said, he's five now, he doesn't talk like this, a few years ago, he says, sun no come up tomorrow, happy time. And I said, well, Bubba, were you saying the sun's not going to rise tomorrow? Yeah, sun no come up tomorrow, happy time. I said, are we talking about clouds? Like, because it could be behind the clouds, even if you don't see it. No, sun no come up tomorrow. And I'm like, you don't get to determine that, bro. Like, your level of authority is way off right now. Like, it doesn't, it doesn't matter, or as The Rock would say, it doesn't matter what you think. So let's look at some slides as we close this down, and then we're going to sing a song to worship the Lord. This is for somebody listening online, too. Whether you like it or not, there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Jesus Christ, who gave himself as a ransom for all men. The testimony given in its proper time. Next slide. Jesus answered, I alone, I'm putting that in there, am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Pause. Remember how I told you before you're not allowed to write people off for truth? Because what is truth? No, wrong question. Who is truth? That's why you're not allowed to break relationship over your version of truth. Because truth itself is the one we sing songs to. Truth himself is the one you're going to look eye to eye to. Truth himself is the one who's healed people in this room and shown up in their darkness. You don't get to be the one who defends truth. Truth doesn't need defending. He's got his own sword. Doesn't he, Bruce? Next one. No one who denies the son has the father. Whoever acknowledges the son has the father also. That's relationship but not religion. On a good day, Donna? No one who denies the son but also does this, 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 and this, and this, and is baptized and a member of this church? No? Oh, I'm... Maybe I'm reading things that aren't there. I'm sorry. What about first... Com oh, oh, I'm stepping on toes now. Oh, man. No one who denies the Son has the Father, whether you like that or not. And that's the Lord Jesus Christ. That's a capital S. And whoever acknowledges the Son has the Father. There you go. Next. Anyone who believes in the Son of God has this testimony in his heart. Anyone who does not believe God has made him out to be a liar because he's not believed the testimony God had given him about his Son. Time. Time out. It's 2018, nobody's got time for junk, and this is the church you're walking into or you're watch, listening online, okay? We had fun, it looked like the Dr. Phil show, but this is what we're doing, ready? I'm gonna say something really, really uh, controversial. You can, you, can, uh, it's, you can email norwoodfmchurch at gmail.com, and I'm not saying that sarcastically, because I don't want people to be offended by me, but I don't believe there's gonna be anybody in hell for their sins. I believe people are going to walk themselves to hell for denying God's remedy for sin. How could God send? Whoa. I don't think he has to. I think in order to walk to a place separated from God, you've got to step over the broken body of Jesus Christ and say, oh, I've heard what you said. You're a liar. It didn't happen. No, I love the world so much that I gave my one and only son that whoever believes in him will not perish on the negative, but we'll have eternal life. No, say people every day in this world. People watching online, I'm gonna hear about it. You think when I preach this stuff I don't get those emails? Of course I do. But I'm not gonna back off of this. The remedy's there, the choice is there, and to deny it or to do nothing with it, you don't even have to deny it, just do nothing with it is a denial. Do you understand that? To say tomorrow is to say no today. And so there's Jesus who, Went through everything he went through, and I'm not laying any condemnation. But you, a lot of people in this world that go, didn't happen, or not important. You, AJ, you mean to tell me that's going to mean I'm be separated from God? I, I, yeah, because of this, not me. 
I want every person to be saved, and so does the Father, by the way. It is not my will that one lost person, sheep, coin, whatever, should perish, but that all would come to me. And I provided a way. It's narrow. It's one person. But what about Buddha? No. Lies. Muhammad? Lies. All that other stuff is lies and distractions. Sorry. Write me that email. Because right there. He's not believed the testimony. And this is the testimony. God has given us eternal life starting now. And this life is in his son. He who has the son has life. He who does not have the son of God does not have life. No threats. Just truth. We're almost done, right? Book of Acts we're going to end up on. Salvation is found in Noah, no one else. For there is no other name under heaven given to men by which we must be saved. Childish reasoning is that you can worm your way, that you're good enough, that other systems lead to, that all roads lead to. No. That's fantasy, and that's a lie. And a lot of people bought that lie because it requires very, you know, nothing. It doesn't require anything. I don't need to put my faith. But today, I got to do this, guys, because there are some people hearing my, my voice that are saying for the first time, okay, uh, I'm drawing my line in the sand. The way you do this is simply what we've just said. You choose to believe. <clears throat> Faith is a choice of will. <clears throat> I'm, I'm believing right now this stand is going to hold me. And you want to know how I know? Because I actually sat on it. This isn't faith. This is faith. This is belief. This is faith. I put some stake in it. I put some skin in the fight, didn't I? So having said that, actually, let's do this. Let's all bow our heads and pray. We're going to pray together for the one, one brother or sister who needs to do this for the first time. Heavenly Father, we've heard what you've said today. I confess straight up that I've held on to childish thinking. I've not been sure. I've been waiting to be sure that you, Lord Jesus, did go to the cross. You lived a sinless life, that you went to the cross, you died and rose again, and you are who you say you are. But today, Father, I choose to declare that. I choose to believe that. I want you, Lord Jesus, to be the one who saves me. I want you to be my Savior, my Lord. Please forgive me for all the things I've done and went my own way. You call that sin, Lord Jesus, of which I have a multitude of that. I ask that you'd forgive me and cleanse me of all of that because you said you would. And I want you to come into my life and, and, and take over. This life, because of having the Son, he who has the Son has life. Father, I want that. I want that today. I want life. And I choose to believe because you said it that it's going to happen. No more wavering. No more checking out other systems. No more nothing. Lord Jesus, I am yours. You are the king. You are who you say you are. You're the king of all things. And you'll do everything you said you'll do in my life, including save me when I die. So I thank you, Father. I, I, I crown you as king. I love you and worship you. Amen. All right. If anybody has any questions, feel free to email or get a hold of us online. We're going to let this roll so you guys can hear us sing a song. Let's call let's crown him. We're going to crown him the king of glory, aren't we, Bri? <clears throat> Crowning him as an act of will, like I said, everything we've been talking about today. <clears throat> 